0: on sales and visibility, with proven mindset hacks, and sneak peeks behind the scenes with what's working right now in the online space and in my business. Ready to make more money with Heart? Let's go. Hello, friends and Heart Center community. I'm so excited to welcome Gabriel here today to the show, and I'll let her start off first and introduce herself and her business to us, and then I'll dive in with some questions.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much for having me today. I'm really excited to be here. My name's Gabrielle Omat. Oh, um, most of my clients call me G. So you can refer to me either way, but yes, I am a full-time entrepreneur now. As of two years ago, November of 2021, I retired from corporate America and I cut those golden handcuffs and now I actually get to do what I love for a living. And we co- I co-founded the business Energetic Alignment Academy with my business partner um, in March of 2021. And so what we do is we just help other heart centered coaches, healers, spiritual practitioners build their businesses online.
0: I, lo- I love the name of it. Like, as you're saying it, like, tell me what inspired, if anything, the name Energetic Alignment
1: Academy. Great question, right? So I'll try to keep this short and to the point. You don't have but... to. We got 30 minutes. Keep it <laughs> okay. as long as you want, please. All right. Awesome. Okay. So basically I, I was on my own, my own little island over here trying to make this business work while working you know, full-time in corporate America. And I was really grinding and working as much as possible, like trying to get up, go right to work, get that done, to get home early, to just go to work again and not seeing a lot of my husband or my family. And I was doing all the things. I invested a lot of money into learning how to build the business. I had a website, I was running Facebook ads, I had the whole funnel thing figured out. I had my messaging like on point, like, and I knew I could deliver if I could just get the clients in the door, but I was spending more than I was making. And I was constantly looking for the magic bullet out there. And that is where I kind of went wrong. I don't regret a lot of the learning because it certainly is helpful to have a business strategy. But the reason that we developed this company is because in my search for looking for the magic bullet, I signed up for yet another free program out there, or um, I think it was like a, what do they call it? Kind of like an event where people come on and speak, but it was all virtual. And I met somebody through that event that was one of the coaches on that um, panel and we all got coaching calls and stuff. And so I was talking to him and I said, you know, I don't need what this guy's offering. I actually already have all of this. I just feel so stuck. Like it's gotta be me and I'm not going to invest in myself and in my business unless it's just for me specifically. Cause I feel like I'm blocking myself from my own success. And so we chatted and he Looked at all my stuff and he's like, Yeah, you're right. Like, you should be making money. So, there's something going on here, probably energetically. And so, I hired him as my coach, and he did not teach me any new business strategies. He simply worked on myself and my own energetic alignment. (laughs) And what I found was that before I went into really going in on building this business, I used to have a morning routine where I would get up at 4 a.m. every morning. I don't know if you've ever heard of um, Cal Elrod he wrote Miracle Morning. So I did that. And I did it for every single day for two years. And I never missed a day. It didn't matter if it was weekends, or if it was if I was sharing a hotel room with someone. And I would meditate with Dr. Joe for about 40 minutes. And you know, I I designed it to work for me 10 minutes of affirmations, all these things. And then when I started to really build this business, I quit doing that because my brain told me I didn't have time. And that every extra amount of time I had needed to be spent on do, do, do all the masculine energies of things. So what Mark, my business partner now, who was then my coach helped me to see was that letting go of more and not forcing the do and making time for that feminine piece of energy that is just as important um, is really what I needed. And it was so fascinating because the second month after working with him, my income doubled. The third month, I turned off my Facebook ads because I was thinking about already pivoting in my mind and my income tripled. And so after engagement together, I just asked him, hey, what do you think about working with me? Because I have this certain skill set that I bring to the table, the digital marketing, and all that online jazz. And he's got this other skill set of like he was coaching high level entrepreneurs and just really on the inner, you know. Um, energy piece bring that together and give people what they really need to be successful instead of just throwing a strategy out there and so we created Energetic Element Academy and the rest is history <laughs> we're, we're still very new we had zero following um and but you know seven months in we broke our first six-figure mark and then the next year we grew by 400 percent And the most beautiful thing about it is we've just created this community of spiritual entrepreneurs that are just amazing. Like, I think that's what makes it so special is that community of people who are really invested all in and so supportive of one another. So this has really been a fun ride.
0: That's so beautiful. I love that. I love hearing like founding business stories and like how things like grow and
1: spark. Yeah, I think it's a lesson to like, listen to those little pings, those little, you know, tugs that tell you to maybe try something or you should go this route because you just never know where it's going to lead. It may look completely different than you originally anticipated, but it will typically lead you somewhere that you were meant to go.
0: Mm, Okay. I love that. Okay. Talk to me about those little pings, especially if someone's tuning in. And maybe they have a business, maybe they don't, but they're learning to listen to their intuition more. Um, Tell us another story, you're such a great storyteller. Tell us another story, maybe one from your life this time of a time where you listened to your intuition and it really turned out for the good.
1: Oh gosh, Um, I will say...
0: It can be guess,
1: anything, it you know, can be as a child, it can be as a teenager. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like, it? what are these little intuition drops? So I will tell you, just as this is just not super deep or anything, but these, it's interesting because every time I look back after, especially after I've reached out, asked for advice from people, I look back and I realize that my intuition was telling me all along. And so mm-hmm. I think it's really hidden in there. Mm-hmm. And we really do know, it's just learn, trust and lean into that. And a lot of time we feel like we need to get this outside confirmation of it. Yeah but like for example i was we were shopping for a house me and my husband this was years ago about 20 years ago and we put our money down on this one house and something in me i just told him i don't we had the earnest money in there we were going to lose it if we backed out and i'm just like it just doesn't feel right like yeah. i don't I don't know, I can't go through with it. And I listened to the intuition and I'm so glad I did because where we ended up living, we're still today, like our kids all grew up together. Our very best friends live in the same cul-de-sac. Like it just turned out beautifully. And I know that's kind of a silly example, but Mm -hmm. I don't know why that one popped into my head. But um, I really also relied on it when I quit my job. Like my husband was not on board with this at all. Mm -hmm. And I can't blame him because we built this life together. I've got a 401k, a pension, you know, all those, all those little perks. And at first he thought that was very selfish of me. And I'm like, I'm sorry. And I'm going to do it anyway. (laughs) Because I was like, you know what? You didn't marry me for a pension. I didn't have one when we got married 20 Uh years ago. And what's life about if it's not about like pursuing your dreams and enjoying what you do? So... Um, so I just knew like the time was now, I knew I couldn't keep going anymore, but I mean, it was risky, but I'm so glad I did. And I listened to that intuition.
0: I, I think those are beautiful stories. Okay. Let's talk about each of those. I think the house buying story is so true. That's so significant, right? I recently bought a house in San Diego next door to my parents, which as a single mom, it's just such a dream to live next to my parents because they are just the best humans.
1: Oh, that's Um, awesome. Yeah. So
0: thankful. So I do think like that is huge. That is a pivotal decision, you know, like where to, where to live, where to like root our families, right? The communities and all of that. So I love that. And then I also love the example about, I love that you said that because so many of my clients, like sometimes we'll make a decision. And of course we want to like honor our partner and we want to like listen to their feedback at the same time. It's the same. My belief is that anyone, whether it's like a partner or a parent or a best friend or a coach, like at the end of the day, we're in charge, right? Like our coach isn't living our life. Our partner, like even if these people love us and we love them, like at the end of the day, the best way to keep loving them is to follow that inner compass, right? And to be like, and I find that like people follow suit faster, like for things that like I've disagreed on with my parents or with my best friend, like when I've really been convicted and been like, yeah, but I really know this is the right thing for me. They hop on board so much faster, Yep. Instead of like really needing their validation or really like and I find too with my clients, with their partners too, when they make a decision and they're like, no, I do need to quit my job. Like when they're grounded in it, it's so much easier. What are your thoughts around
1: all that? I think um I just resonate with that so deeply because a lot of us, you know, we have it wasn't easy. Like we have that fear. Of leaning and trusting ourselves, and then the fear of how people are going to react to it, yes. especially with somebody we care about, and especially yes. with somebody we share our life with, because it yeah. may affect their life as well. And we love them, right? <laughs> right, we love them absolutely. That's why I wasn't, you know, mad at him for saying yeah. that. I totally got it. You like let him like,
0: have his emotion. He's not a exactly. robot. He's exactly. Exactly. You're allowed to make the right choice for you, but he's also allowed to have his own reaction. But that doesn't have to change how you
1: behave either. Exactly, one thousand percent, and. Because I do know that and I believe that that's really what gave me the power to do that and not fight with him about it. Let him have his reaction, be completely understanding because I also knew in my mind, and I would tell him this too: be like, honey, one day you are going to thank me so hard for this. You're so welcome. I'm doing this for us. (laughs) Because I, I also believe that when we make the best decision for ourselves, it's also the best decision for everyone else involved, because what's the alternative that I'm resentful to him because he made me stay in a job I yep. hate that's not going to be a marriage either one of us are going to enjoy so I I just think it's really I think it's permission if anybody's looking for that permission yes. to to lean into their own intuition and trust themselves doesn't make you selfish it doesn't make you a bad person and the way you said that when you're so convicted other people get on board so much quicker every time I've done this to this poor guy, he needs his time. I've like, I figured out our, the way it works now. I give him his time to process. And then he eventually gets on board and supports me. So we're great now, you know, yes. and, yeah, it's great.
0: There's a family member that I really had to learn to do this with. And I found that I was the one like messing it up because I was like not letting them have their their space, right? Like Uh I was like, almost like controlling or micromanaging their reaction, or I needed them to approve or be happy. Or like, instead of what you said, like they're a human, like it's okay. And knowing that things will come back around and really having that belief in the firmness of the relationship that Mm -hmm. like, you can withstand that like independent interaction, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, it is scary, but yeah, I think we're, we're totally seeing eye to eye on this. I feel like we've had kind of similar experience, maybe not with a partner, but with somebody else in your life that you care about. But yeah, and it's um, and it's not easy. I think us as humans, we just typically want to change people's minds and we want them to understand us. We hate feeling misunderstood. We don't want
0: to be misunderstood. Even if it's yes. like posting online, right? Yes. One of my biggest things my clients say to me is, I don't want to be misunderstood. Right. Mm -hmm. Like I want, like, I have a good heart and I don't want anyone to ever think that I don't, right. Like, that's just like, how can we live our lives that way though? Like people will, one of the affirmations like in my clients is like, it's safe for people to misunderstand me. Right.
1: Yes. That's such a good one. I love that. It's safe for people to misunderstand me because even to this day, that is one of my triggers and I see it now, but I can feel that energy coming up, that reaction. Like if somebody accuses me of something that I don't think I did yes. just that whole Uh, trigger. But yeah, to recognize that I think one of the most freeing things that we can do is let other people be who they are, let them have their reactions and not feel like we are in charge of managing their feelings. I think it's hard enough to manage our own, let alone other people's.
0: Okay, I mean, we, I have other things to ask you, but like, let's dwell on this for a few more minutes just mm-hmm. because I feel like for me, I think about like the eight year ago version of myself mm-hmm. and a lot of where my clients are at really is this lesson around whether it's with clients, right? When we're coaches to our clients, like at the end of the day, it doesn't help our clients when we get in the pool with them, right? Mm-hmm. I really need to be like, yeah, my job is to like not make you happy as a client. My job is to like be the best coach and give you, you know, obviously like unconditional positive regard, but like honesty and feedback. I think about how I mother my kids. I think about like, give us some like advice or feedback. If there's someone listening to this and they're like, oh my God, okay. I resonate with these girls are saying, but this seems like a different world to be able to be myself, let someone else be them. Like how does someone get started in this sort of healthy detachment?
1: mm. Gosh, that's a great question, because I feel like I've just worked on it for a really long time. I'm like, where did I even start this? But I think what really helped me notice was noticing that we all have our own thought models, Mm -hmm. which is just an expression I learned at the Life Coach School. And it's, yeah. I don't know if you're familiar with that because when you said in the pool, they talk about that a lot. Yeah, I love
0: Brooke Castillo. I don't really listen to her podcast anymore, but when I first started my business seven years ago, I listened to like every episode on repeat. So that's probably where it came from.
1: Yep, yep, me too. And of course, and then I got certified through the school. But I think that that really awareness of how our thoughts create our feelings and all of that, and that our thoughts like, legitimately, they just pop into our head. We can't really control what pops into our head. I think what pops into our head is based off of conditioning experiences that we've had our perception, our view of the world. But then once they're in there, you know, that's when we can kind of decide whether they're serving us or not, or want to keep them. So recognizing that everybody that has a feeling has their own little thought process going on Mm -hmm. based on their life experience and their perception, and that it doesn't mean a damn thing about me. It's just their experience. And I think um that really helps like kind of be able to let go. Cause I think what hurts so bad is that triggers that emotion is that we take it personally as if it's against us or something wrong with us. When in fact they just have their own thought model going on based on what they think.
0: Oh my goodness. I love that so much. I also love the affirmation, like this isn't personal, right? Like when I feel like I think about, you know, my kids are uh six and eight, like everything feels so personal, but when I can remind myself, like this isn't personal, like everything becomes easier. Right. And then I can almost be like a teammate with them and figure out like, what do they need? Like in the case of your hubby in the house thing, I'm just making stuff up, but like maybe what he needed is space or maybe what he needed is to know that you love him no matter what. Or like, I think we can come at it from empathy when we just take that like personal charge out of it.
1: I agree. I agree. I think it's the personal trigger that really just, that's what causes these really difficult conversations and, but just being able to stay neutral in that and um, not make it about you. It's, it will just help in so many areas of life and building a business. I mean, talk about the biggest personal development rabbit hole you can go down.
0: That we didn't know we were signing up for. (laughs) Like we did not know we were signing up for personal development university. We just wanted to start a business and make some money. Okay.
1: Exactly. So many challenges that come up, you come up against yourself all the time. So yeah, it's definitely a skill to be an entrepreneur, uh, um, learning how to let people be who they are, not make it about you, not take it personal. They should make that like part of entrepreneurial school one on one, I feel like.
0: A hundred percent, which you kind of do in your Energetic Alignment Academy, probably, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. We kind of do. It's like only we encourage, raise your freak flag, like be who you are, people, because yeah, there's going to be some people that don't like you, but there's always going to be that. But when you can really put yourself out there and be who you are, those people that do get you are going to get you so much harder than they would if you were just out there kind of being vanilla, trying to please all the masses. That was something I struggled with a lot when I first started trying to build my business. I was trying to be Brooke Castillo. Mm -hmm. And then I realized I am not Brooke Castillo and I'm not very good at trying to pretend I am, you know, Mm -hmm. so I had to really just lean into just being me was good enough. I think that's something a lot of people struggle with.
0: Okay, so let's go on that. On that vein of like you helping your people, be them, being not afraid to stand out, not a friend for people, not afraid to have people misunderstand them. Can we do something experiential? Is that okay? Yeah, sure. Okay, a lot of my listeners are mamas or busy women. So I always try to say like, whether it's in a mastermind call or a podcast episode, like let's get shit done here so you don't have more homework to do after session, right? So like, maybe we can just like take a breath. And if someone's listening to this right now and they're like, yes, I am resonating with that. And I do want to be a little less vanilla online. I do want to stand out. What are either some things they can think through, like almost like journal prompts or actions or what's something they can do or think through now out loud to start on that path?
1: Gosh, I feel like just telling themselves that they are safe that words can be spoken, their expression can be put out to the world and they're not going to die. They're still going to, I think it's just kind of like, like when you're that little girl at the top of the hill and you're like, just going to go down and you're scared to death. There's a video out there like it. And I just love it. And she's like, okay, okay, I'm just going to do this. And then you just do it. And then you realize, I think honestly, that's it. It's just kind of like, hyping yourself up to I'm just going to do this I'm going to see it's like a free fall it's a surrender I feel like it's this process of surrendering because it can be petrifying especially if you have people close to you that are going to judge you or whatever that is that you're so frightened of. but being willing to surrender and just see what it feels like to drop and to just let it fall and then hit that button submit and then get the hell away walk away go do something else it's like But the more I think you do that, you realize, oh, wow, this isn't so bad after all. And a lot of people, you're going to find that you have so much more support than you ever imagined. You're waiting for all this backlash. And what you end up getting is usually a lot of support because people admire that vulnerability.
0: I love that so much. I love your kind words. I also love that visual, right? Of like it being okay. If it feels like you're at the top of a mountain about to tumble, like that's normal. Like we've all been there. Right. So I love that normalization. And I also love that the visual of like, it is going to feel a little bit out of your control, but like, also it can feel good, right? It can feel like a release. It can feel like a surrender. Um, this week on my personal Facebook wall, I'm sharing some posts that I wrote three years ago post my divorce and just some of my healing from that. And a lot of people have been asking me like, oh my God, Anna, how? And obviously there's like mixed feedback. Some people are supportive. You know, some of my long lost cousins are like, what the hell are you doing? You know, Um, but it really doesn't phase me. And I think a lot of people are like, Anna, how are you able to do that? But it's because of what you said, it's easy now because I've been doing this for seven years, right? When I first did this, I would not even make an, I did therapy before I did coaching. So I didn't even want to like post anything like on Instagram, like I had to open a Facebook group so that I could like filter members on who, like I was so controlling and this was like very vanilla content, like, (laughs) I don't like self-care, like self-care, take a bath, right? Like, but I was like, I don't (laughs) want to say this, you know? So I think it's what you said, which is just, it just gets easier over time, you know? And it does feel like that free fall over time, but like infinitely easier. So I just love that analogy so much.
1: And I thank you for sharing that. It gets easier. Cause I think that gives people hope too. It's like, it's not always going to be this hard. We promise. it's that initial, like put yourself out there and realize that you don't die. And then it becomes more and more easy. And then it's funny. You look back and you're like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe i was so scared to share that. Cause Maybe part of it, like I'm 52 now, I don't remember, but maybe part of it I think is also with age for myself, I can say anyway, I just don't care nearly as much what other people think as I used to. And that's also very freeing. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I love that. It's so true. I feel like, yeah, the more we do it, the easier it gets. And I always tell my clients that are stuck on visibility, like, hurry up and fry this fish already, because you got other fish to fry too. Like, once you figure out visibility, you got to figure out sales. Once you figure out oh sales, gosh. you got to figure out team. Once you figure out team, you got to figure out money mindset. Like, so, like, stop getting stuck on this problem because you've got other problems to solve
1: in a good way, right? So true. We always tell our people like you are now problem solvers. That is your job now as an entrepreneur, (laughs) because they're shifting from providing a service, you know, doing something that they love to really becoming a business owner and building a business, a profitable business. It's a whole different skill set. So yes, it's all we do now. You're right. There's like you you finish this milestone and you get this problem to solve. And it's just always something. But if you can fall in love with that process, which I have is solving problems. Every time that we fail at something, I look at that as an opportunity to dig a little bit deeper, get a little bit better, figure something else out. And when you can do that, I think that's, those are the people that succeed in business because they can fall in love with the process instead of like thinking of it as I got to get through the muck and then I'll be over here. And it's all perfect and rosy because yeah as we know it's never going to be.
0: (laughs) It's so true. I also love that analogy you did about the like letting go for every problem we solve, right? There's like a level of intention and strategy and work. And then there's like a level of like, I'm going to get messy and figure this out and try and learn my lessons the hard way and then try again.
1: hundred percent. Like we talk about being, balancing that feminine, masculine energy. And so we do work with so many spiritual entrepreneurs that we have to be careful. We always want to honor our own intuition and ourselves and our own authority. On the other hand, Are we spending a little bit too much time here in the feminine energy, just because we're scared to take action or we're waiting for that special download to drop in and tell us exactly what to do. When in fact, it's the action that you're going to figure it out through. So oftentimes like with niche, you know, people trying to figure all that out. And it's like, at some point, just pick something and go, I don't care what it is because you just taking the action is going to help you figure that out. But sitting here cerebrally trying to think it out or wait for a download just doesn't work. It's great if it happens soon, but I mean, at some point we just got to take some action.
0: (laughs) It's so true. And a lot of times it's like the chicken or the egg. A lot of times the clarity can come through action, right? Like, Mm -hmm. oh, I tried that ideal client and I figured out that it wasn't them, right? Exactly. So it's, And I love that like our brains are this way where we can kind of try it both ways. Sometimes we can work on the clarity to get to the action. Sometimes the action helps us get clarity. So just like working it from both sides, right?
1: Yep. 100%.
0: Okay. Okay. Tell us a little bit more about your academy or if people are listening to this and resonating with you and your story and your heart and all the good vibes, how can they continue to follow you?
1: Yes. So we'd love for them to follow us on Instagram, which is at Energetic Alignment Academy and then our website, um, www energeticalignmentacademy.com. Either place, there's going to be a link to a three-day client attraction workshop that we put on every month. It's free to attend. It's different than anything else we've seen out there. And people tell us that they've experienced out there. So it's really, if you're a little spiritual and you're also serious about building your business, it's where you want to be. It's free to check out. We'd love to have them join us at our next one.
0: I love that. That is so beautiful. Okay. Um. Any other words of encouragement as we wrap up.
1: I just want to say to everyone out there trying to build this business, it's not easy. And if it was, we would all be sitting around on a beach drinking, you know, martinis right now, but it's so worth it. And just fall in love with the process. Y'all don't wait for it to get easy. Cause it never will.
0: I mean, no truer words could be spoken, <laughs> right? Thank you so much for being on the show today.
1: Thank you so much. It was a pleasure.